You're now locked in to the Frontline Radio Podcast. Inspiring and training believers to fulfill the Great Commission. Here's your host, Johnny Gaston. Well, hey everyone, welcome to the season premiere of Frontline Online TV. This is where we're calling you to the front lines of the spiritual battle for lost souls. Got my co-host here as usual, Jacob Maloney. How you doing tonight? Doing really good, man. I'm excited to be back. We've had a little bit of a hiatus, but we're we, we're recharged, ready to go. We've been pretty active. It ain't like we've been, you know, sitting on the couch this whole five months that we've been been gone. We've been all over the country, all over even the world. Foreign uh, mission fields. Foreign mission fields, and uh, excited. We've we got our home missions going on and our foreign ones going on. So we're excited to be starting the show back with you guys. Remember, we're going to be starting every Thursday night. We're coming to you uh, live on Facebook Live at 6.30 p.m. So be be sure to join us every week and uh, tell your friends about it. If you want to join the show, you can interact with us through our Facebook page, Frontline Online TV. Under this live video, we we encourage questions. We encourage interaction. We're going to have a live trivia uh, session uh, later on in the show about the middle of the show and where you're going to get free prizes every week we have a prize this week's prize is the atheist delusion dvd copy of a very fantastic movie put on by living waters and and company and ray comfort and the guys Uh, also at the end of the uh our video we always have a live q a session so where we welcome your your live questions we're going to take some questions that we've had from previous weeks but we're also take open to taking live questions. If you have questions, send them to us at any time during the show, and we'll do our best to get to them every week. Uh, you know, at the end of the show. So we, we we're going to try to be a little more concise, a little more laid back, maybe. But we're we're wanting to bring you something that's uh, fresh, fresh, like like Johnny said, fresh perspective on on current events, local uh, events, uh, news in general, but also you know with the biblical worldview intact. That's right. And also, we just want to let you know also about our website, which is frontlineonline.tv. If you want to find out more about our ministry, we do two things uh, very well. Uh, We focus in on evangelism training, biblical, effective evangelism training, which we do in local, this local area, Mobile, Alabama, and different local churches. And then also... uh, local missions where we go to the street, to local colleges, to parks, different uh, events, and we share the gospel one-on-one. So we, we basically take believers that are in these local churches and then raise them up, train them to share the gospel, and then we go out and give them the opportunity to apply those biblical principles to win people to Christ. And so that's our ministry. That's what we're about. And like Jacob said, we've done it on foreign fields. We've done it here on public colleges open-air preaching, one-to-one witnessing, gospel track ministry, uh, you name it. We, we've dabbled in it a little bit. We, yeah. we want to do whatever it takes to lead our city to the cross of Jesus Christ. Like Paul said, we want to be all things to all people so that by all means, some might be saved. And that's that's our goal as a Christian. Amen. If you're a Christian joining us, we want to encourage you to, uh, to, to get fired up, get equipped, and, and be ready to share your faith because it's not just a suggestion, it's the Great Commission. We all are, uh, need to be a part of that. Before we get started, we're going to go ahead and, and say a word of prayer. Go ahead. Amen. Father God, thank you so much for the opportunity to, to share the gospel, the opportunity to take 
what you've given me, this working mind, this heart after you, and do something with this message that has brought me, Lord God, to reconciliation, to, to a relationship with you, God. I thank you for it. I pray, God, you do in the hearts of these believers watching and even people that maybe don't know Christ. I pray that you would do in their hearts what only you can do. And God, I know Mark 16, 15, it says to go, therefore, preach the gospel to every creature. So God, I pray that we'll be faithful witnesses of Christ. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, Johnny, we're, uh, you know, we're, I'm excited about what, what's coming in the few, in the next several weeks. We've got things lined up, plans for, for past guests, new guests uh, to come back to the show, and maybe even some, some guest hosts with us sometimes. Yeah. We've discussed that. And, uh, so we're excited about that. But before we get into to the heart of today's show, the quest trivia and the, the Q&A session, we're, we're just going to first start off by telling you guys a little bit about what we've been up to the last uh, you know, five months or so since October when we uh, did the last episode of the first season. And so, Johnny, why don't you go ahead and uh, start talking about your, your mission trip. Okay. All right. So um, I went to Guatemala. Uh, I was in a few different cities there. If you're familiar with that area, uh, we were staying in, on a mountain called El Tajar. And uh, where we're staying, I was really excited about it because it was actually on a coffee plantation. And if you know me, I love coffee. Stephen's back there laughing. I, I'm just... I love coffee a lot, and so that was really cool, but um, we also got to go into the city of uh, Antigua and to other cities surrounding that area, but really we were building homes, <coughs> we were feeding children, we were working alongside the, uh, you know, one of the orphanages and, and also the feeding center, which uh, the pastor there, uh, Lazaro, is one of, you know, just a, a mighty man of God who, who has a vision to reach families. Very, 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 very poor families, and so uh, we got to go there and kind of come alongside that ministry and build homes for people who literally didn't have a home. Uh, we went to places that were, I mean, to say extreme poverty. I think people who've not been to foreign countries before, that, you know, it's really, it's hard to imagine what that actually entails, what it means. Yeah, somewhat detached from it, yeah. Oh man, until, until you walk on those streets. In fact, um, I spent some good, some good time being a youth pastor in a, in a church that supported a lot of missionaries. And we had missionaries coming in and out all the time and they were showing videos and pictures and sharing stories. And I, I thought for a long time that I have basically been to a foreign country because I've heard so much about it. But, but no, no, nothing can give you that perspective until you actually are walking on those streets. You are, you are hugging those people. You are, you are you know, smelling the smell of, of where they live. All of those things, seeing the sights, it's just different. And so one thing that was really cool there in Guatemala is I got the opportunity to train some local believers there and how to share the gospel through the way of the master in yeah. Spanish. And so what's really cool about that is you, you think about this. Missionaries coming from America there, they may stay one week, sometimes two weeks. They, they're loving on the community. They're sharing the gospel, and then they leave. Mm -hmm. And and then the, the churches there uh, are, are, are hoping for more missionaries to come and to share the gospel. Well, this is different. This is this is showing the believers that are there, that are staying there, that have no barriers, no no. Uh, uh, language barriers, yeah. no cultural bar barriers, and they're learning how to share the gospel, going into the city and lead people to Christ and bring people into the church. That builds the believers up. That begins, they begin to answer the great commission to go therefore into their city and preach the gospel, and it builds that local church. And so it's, it's fantastic. It's wonderful. And so I'd love to be a part of that and as well. We passed out gospel tracts as well, which was a lot of fun. Uh, learning, learning Spanish for me. 
was was difficult. So I had a lot of people around me that knew, knew a whole lot more than I did, and it helped. Yeah, and, that, and that's one good thing about you know uh, mission trips. I definitely encourage people to go on them, but it, it's important to remember. You know, we're not call, we're not asking you to, to up and, and leave for a foreign mission field. No, that's why I believe in supporting missionaries right i want someone out there who can actually speak the language because lord knows i if you're like me with with this this past trip i literally just got back on monday from from juarez mexico you know johnny was talking about mission trip i, I just got back with a team here from my church the cross church and the cross school of ministry had a really good time fruitful time of uh, of ministry down there we were able to give out over 1,500 Spanish uh, gospel tracks awesome. to the people down there. Man, they, they love them. I, I, I hunger for, for the people down there because, you know, we know in America sometimes people are a little bit resistant to the gospel. Yeah. In fact, I was in, in the Dallas airport right after, the day after we had just been giving out all these tracks, people eating them up, you know, loving them. And uh, just getting some stone cold rejections in the Dallas airport made me miss <laughs> Mexico a little bit. But hey, you know they were very receptive down there. We also got to do a lot of uh, of work and outreach there. We we were help able to do some labor for the for the orphanage down there. Also able to um, to do a, a outreach where we we fed on two separate occasions. We fed over about 800 people total and uh then we did uh, a live skit with the with the cross school of ministry crew and myself and then i was able to actually open air preach to about four to five hundred yeah. people five hundred uh, yeah people about heard four the or five hundred people heard the gospel One in time. their language i had a uh interpreter with me heard it you know a fresh word that maybe they'd never heard before so it was very very great time we we had down there i definitely encourage missions but you know we've been busy other than just mission trips we've been doing a lot here in town as well we've been been really up in our uh, ante when it comes to open air preaching and, and campus outreaches and things like that. So we actually had the opportunity just a couple weeks ago. If if you're not from around here, you know that if you are from around here, Mobile is big into something called Mardi Gras, right? There's usually thousands of people who go downtown. Well, that that presents a perfect opportunity to to witness to to people on the street. So we took a team down uh, to Mardi Gras on the Saturday before Fat Tuesday and had a really great time, man. We, we, we set up uh, a couple uh, boxes for people to talk on. We did open air preaching right there in Bienville Square downtown. Had a lot of fruitful conversations. Literally thousands probably heard yeah. the gospel throughout the course of the day. So uh, just really, really good time down there. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny you're talking about uh, in the Spanish communities, you, you pull out one of those million dollar bills, or even, it doesn't matter what gospel track it is, people will flood you, yeah. tackle you. I had to, in fact, uh, I had million dollar bills in my hand. It was like a big, thick stack. Mm -hmm. And I had little kids and people, you know, adults, young adults, rushing me. And I was literally going, just yeah. kind of pushing back, trying to get it all out. And finally, I just literally just chunked threw them, them in the air yeah. and chunked them. And people yeah. went crazy getting them. So you don't get that here. Well, I got to give, I got to <laughs> give them out as Nacho Libre. So that was a special... Special uh, time I had down there. Did you we, have a wrestling match as well. We we were kind of <laughs> before every class. We went Not to a, <laughs> we went to a we went to a local school and uh, I was dressed like Nacho Libre, and my my buddy Koontz, Stephen Koontz, who was in the cross school of ministry, uh, was Ray Mysterio. He had a, oh, a different awesome. mask. So the kids were so excited at one point they actually started asking for our autographs. They came up to me in Spanish. I can't speak. They knew I couldn't speak Spanish. Just a couple words. I would give a little presentation with the illusion track, and they loved it. Uh, and then this kid got a pen and was like, "Will you, will you write on my arm, what? basically in Spanish?" And I was Nacho. like, "You know what? Why not?" I just wrote Nacho and an exclamation point. And then 
before you knew it, I was crowded by like a hundred little uh, Mexican kids who were wanting me to write Nacho in the Jacob just happened. revealed his so, actual identity. Yeah, Nacho. But anyway, it was it was just a good way to, to kind of get the gospel out there because every single one of the kids got a gospel track. We were able to actually serve them, serve the community, give them food, but also serve them the gospel as Did well. Did you tell them they was the Lord's chips? I told them it was the best. The best. The message <laughs> on the back is the best. So anyway, we, we've had a, a you know busy time lately, but you know, like, back to Mardi Gras. You know, Mardi Gras is obviously a little different uh, than than being on a mission trip. A whole we, lot different. We we right, but it, it was equally, I believe, effective and fruitful. We had a lot of conversations. A lot of people were very receptive to the uh, to the to the biblical gospel. We even did a mock funeral while we were down there. That was that was a lot of fun. Very and, interesting. Uh, you know, we, really good time. And also in the course of the last couple months, me and Johnny both were able to complete the School of Biblical Evangelism. And yeah, it was we're, awesome. We're both proud of that, gone through the uh, the online School of Biblical Evangelism, put on through Living Waters. And uh, so we've been hungering and thirsting for more and more knowledge on how to, to get the gospel out there. But at its basis root, the gospel is simple. We just have to share it. You know, and we, once, we, once you learn it, you got you got to learn that command of go out into all the world and preach the gospel. Yeah. So, not only that, too. First Peter three fifteen says, "Always be ready to give an answer for the hope that lives inside of you." And we need to remember that our faith is sensible, it's reasonable, <laughs> it's logical. We we need to be able to be ready to give a defense for our faith. And I was just talking about um, that on a video recently that we did. Is that many believers uh, can't answer even some basic questions against the faith, even how do you know the Bible's true without saying, well, I have faith in it. Well, that's why we create shows, uh, efforts like this, is so that we can equip you with some serious, solid, hard-hitting answers. answers. Yeah, because our faith is not a blind faith. No, It's not a blind not. faith. We, we have evidence for, the creation, for there Amen. being a creator, and you know, we don't have to, to give up intellectual ground to someone who says that there is no God, especially when the Bible says that, you know, it is a fool that says there is no God. You know, the Bible kind of cancels that out. Yeah. So, you know, we've got to, not that we need to go calling people fools or anything like that. we got to be, you know, agreeable with people. But at the same time, we want to stand for the truth whenever we can. And, you know, that's why here lately we've been trying to ramp up our, our activities on on the street. Or I, I had the opportunity to do an interview at Dallas Airport on my way down to Mexico and uh, pretty fruitful conversation I got to have with a couple young ladies there. Uh, Johnny got to, you know, edit it for me while I was in Mexico. I appreciated that because I wasn't going to be able to do it down there. Yeah. I had no whiffies, no yeah. whiffies. That's what they call Wi-Fi Whiffies. <laughs> they say whiffy. Literally, we heard him talking in Spanish. He was like, the whiffy? <laughs> I just want to go to a coffee shop now and be like, y'all got any whiffy in here? <laughs> <laughs> I need some whiffy. So, anyway. What's the password to the whiffy? What's the password to the whiffy? So, Hashtag uh, Frontline Online TV. Yeah, that's right. Hashtag. Get your whiffies. <laughs> so anyway, we've had a lot of fun over the last uh, few months, but we're super glad to be back with you guys and uh, be, be looking out for, for uh, future episodes. If you, we're going to have guests, you know, uh, uh, several people that we've had in the past, but also new ones, and I'm excited about that for sure. So, But, but as we're getting on into the, to the heart of the show, before we jump in, we're, we've got some questions that we've had over the last few uh, weeks and months, people have asked us. You know that, that have been. We've had some new exposure to different different folks. We're actually in the middle of, of uh, a Bible study right now that we just started a couple weeks ago. That is actually seven different churches involved in the 
in the uh, Bible study, which is pretty astounding when you think about the number. It's only about 15 to 20 people. Yeah. So that's, that's a pretty diverse group in such a small group to have seven different churches represented. So if you're new to us, you know that you can always go back and look at our old episodes uh, from season one, or this very episode is going to be archived on our YouTube channel, and you can just type in Frontline Online TV on YouTube, and you can find that anytime. But before we get into the questions that have been asked, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and do our special, man, the, the live trivia question nice. of the week. So if, you, if you're new to this, we usually ask a question. We want you to type it in as quick as you can. Whoever answers it first gets a prize. This week, the prize, we're going to talk about the prize in just a second. But first, the question of the week is this. Who in the Bible said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee. Steven's back there like, I want to answer. I want to no, answer. This, is kind of, this should be kind of an easy one if you've read... The New Testament before, hopefully it's uh, it's good. See, I just gave him a hint right there. Yeah, I just gave him a hint. It's in the New Testament. So, who said the phrase "silver and gold have I none, but such yeah. as I have I give thee"? You know, while we're waiting on uh, someone to answer that, uh, we're going to be watching that. But I want to also mention to you some of the stories we just shared. We actually have videos on our YouTube page. You can go to Frontline Online TV. You can see everything we did down in Mardi Gras. You can also see uh, Jacob and his one-on-one -on -one conversation at the airport. And so some of the things I mentioned, you can kind of get a, a glimpse of. Okay, and so we ding, got ding, answers. ding, we have an answer. Here we nice. go. All right, Mark Taylor. Mark nice. Taylor. Mark Taylor is the winner. He barely edged out a couple others. Crystal and Rhonda, <laughs> you came real close. But next time, you'll get it. So Mark Taylor, congratulations. You just won. The Atheist Delusion. It's uh, the latest movie from Living Waters. Very great, great movie. Uh, one of uh, Ken Ham, who has the art encounter, he said it's very compelling. Uh, Alex Kendrick, who's the director of War Room, which is a great movie about prayer, said it will confirm that there is a God. Yeah, so right. powerful. They ask one question that really one refutes. scientific question. Yeah, scientific that completely question destroys that atheism. Destroys atheism, and uh, so I've, congratulations. And if you don't have this, I encourage you to. To go get it if you you know livingwaters.com livingwaters.com you can find a way to get the atheist delusion but congratulations mark taylor and uh, good job bud. good job we appreciate appreciate you tuning in tonight you you, you it, it paid off today <laughs> so now uh, this is another part of the show that we're always excited to do uh typically you know this is kind of a welcome back episode you know it's a, it's a season premiere we're just kind of filling you in on what's been going on Typically, how our shows will go, we'll have some sort of topic that we'll be dealing with, and we'll, we'll spend a good deal of time talking about that topic. But this week, we're just going to jump right into the questions. That's usually one of the more popular things that we do anyway, is getting into the, to what you guys think, what, what, what you guys have questions about. And one of the questions that we've been asked over the last uh, few months specifically is in regards to the desire to witness. One, one question says, how do you start to desire to witness? What if you're an introvert or, you know, you, you're kind of a shy person and you don't feel like you're even called to witness? So I'll let you go ahead and, and, and take, take the start. On that. <laughs> well, you know, I, I get that question a lot because a lot of times I get a chance to go into different local churches here and, and, I, and I preach typically on the call of the Great Commission and, and talk about how it's not, a, it's not a great suggestion, it's not an option, it's the Great Commission and, and how we're all called to witness, to be a witness for Christ. Well, we have to understand that no matter if you're introverted or if you, you don't feel like you're, uh, you're bold enough to talk to people, we, we really have to uh, take up our cross daily. And part of that taking up your cross, the Bible talks about if you're going to come after Jesus, you're going to follow after him, 
You're going to take up your cross, which means you're going to die to yourself. In fact, Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. No longer I who live, but now Christ who lives within me. And even though me and Jacob are a little bit more outspoken, and, and, and maybe you'd call us a people person, an extrovert, we still battle with the same thing an introvert's going to battle with, yeah. and that's fear. fear. And so we, we, we've had to understand not only how to overcome fear um, for the long run, but even for the short run. I mean, how many times, even in this week, have I shared the gospel and I had to battle the, what looked like a huge hurdle of fear? So whether you're, you feel like you can talk to people easily or you feel like, hey, I'm really quiet, um, you're still called to share the gospel of Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, I really want to in, interest you to, to look at and, and really, really look digest. at it from, yeah, digest it because it says any man that's in Christ is a new creation and it says now as an ambassador and now you've been given a ministry of reconciliation. And so it's, it's wonderful to be a part of this call to share the gospel. But if you don't have any desire right now, you feel like, man, I don't even feel like sharing the gospel. What I would do, the first thing I would do, is I would, I would go to, to prayer. I would go to my knees in prayer and I would say, God, I pray that you would give me a hunger for people to be saved. Second thing I want is, God, give me a, a, a urgency for, for the lost that are going to fall into hell even today. 150,000 people die every day. And so pray for a hunger. Say, God, give me a heart for the lost. Let me realize that there is a real place called hell yeah. and that it's, it's urgent. And so that's how to begin that, that, that heart, that desire to see the lost be saved. I would hate to, to face Jesus Christ and, and, and not have anything to show for the amazing gospel that I've, I've been given and, and yeah. the, the wonderful blessed it is to, to know him. Yeah, and that's uh, I, I, when I was in Mexico, actually, to bring that up again, uh, uh, the pastor down there, Mr. Uh, you know, pastor Jesus Ruiz, uh, he actually remembered my conversations from last year when I went and asked me to speak in front of the, uh, the church down there impromptu kind of, you know, it was kind of put, <laughs> put me on the spot a little bit, but I was, I was ready for it because it's something that we do deal with a lot. A lot of people feel like they're too shy to, to be an effective witness. Maybe they don't know what they're scared. They don't know what to say, things like that. When really all those excuses, they, I, I'm not belittling your excuse because I know that there are people deal with shyness. Well, that's what he remembered about about me telling him is how I did not like to talk in front of people. I did not like to, to you know, really socialize with strangers all that much. I mean, I wasn't a terribly shy person. Like I would have conversations. I knew how to conversate, but. I was definitely not one to approach strangers in the street. So we all have some measure of, of uh, ourselves that we have to die to. And if that's you, if you're a really shy person, maybe you don't feel like it's your calling. Some people say it's uh, we, we're just gifted. You're gifted to be able to, to do what you do. Well, in a way, you're right. We're gifted with the ability to speak. We're gifted. We're blessed by God to have a brain that works, that sort of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of people who have very bad, harsh disabilities, and they, they can't put their thoughts together. So we're blessed in that regard. But to say that we're gifted kind of belittles evangelism as just a gift. So only those people who are gifted with it are the ones that have to do it. And we know that that's not true. That's like saying to an Olympian marathon runner that, oh, well, they're just gifted to run marathons. Well, the marathon runner will tell you, well, no, I've trained for this my whole life. I've run 30 miles a week or whatever, 50 miles a week to, to get to this point for my whole life. And then when, you know, there's a lot of preparation, training, diet, exercise that goes into that. In the same way, there's a lot of training, preparation, study. The Bible says we need to study to show ourselves approved. You know, workmen that needeth not be ashamed. 
So that, that's what you need to do to be able to, to effectively witness. But that, it, it, we're not going to overwhelm you with it because it's very simple when you get in, into the biblical gospel of, hey, we broke the law, Jesus paid our fine, here's what you do to, to receive that. You become born again, repent and trust in Jesus, and you, you shall be saved. <laughs> the gospel is basically that. Yeah. And, and we can get into other things. That's why we do this show is to, is to elaborate a little bit more on those things. But don't let your shyness or, or don't, don't count yourself short because in the end, it's, God has used so many people in the past. Look at all throughout the Bible, people who were not confident, who, who Moses had a stutter, Gideon said, I am the least in my father's house. How can I share? How can I do what you've called me to do? Jeremiah, David was a shrimp. Yeah, Je- Jeremiah said, I can't, even, I can't even speak. I'm a child. So they all had excuses. And what did God say to pretty much every single one of them? I'll he be said, with you. I will be with you. Amen. I will show myself strong in your case. So let God show himself strong through you and, and be a, become another a, miracle, a walk in miracle. That, Amen. Hey, you're, you're set on fire to do God's will. So. Also, Hudson Taylor, a great missionary, said all of God's giants were weak men who reckoned God being with them. Mm-hmm. Did great and mighty things, and they were, they were weak men. Nothing, nothing uh, fancy about them. And that's so wonderful to know is that, man, God could even use me. And uh, he does. He uses all we have to be is be willing. And so right now, hopefully your willingness is just to say, God, give me a desire for the lost to be saved. That's right. We, we're all called to witness. The Bible says that. I mean, it, it, it's clear in Scripture. Go into all the world. If the apostles, if it would have stopped with the apostles, that was the only one that we called, we wouldn't be here right now. In America, right. thousands of miles away from, from Jerusalem in the upper room. <laughs> You know, we, we wouldn't have made it. So I'm thankful for that we, that yeah. we have made it. And they didn't just hang out in the upper no, room and enjoy the Spirit of God. They didn't just worship. They didn't just pray. That's it. They, they acted. That's what, what our worship and our prayer needs to be also pointing us to actions. You know, think about all yeah. the times in the Bible. See, sometimes in the Old Testament, what were they praying? They were praying for God to give them strength in battle to go win something or, or praying for – it was always action-related. So we've got we've to stay action-minded. So remember that. We'll go ahead and talk about the second question. One of the other questions that we've got, it, go ahead and be uh, looking for any questions okay. um, out there. So just let us know if you yeah, have Yeah, if you have any, any questions, please. We'll try to fit yeah. them in if we can. We have a little bit of time. But another question that we've got uh, a lot, and, and this kind of relates to shyness, is someone has asked us this on more than one occasion, but it's this. Is inviting people to church the same as sharing the gospel? Or is telling people, well, Jesus loves you, you know, in, in passing, is that sharing the gospel? So what do you think, John? Yeah, uh, first, my first answer to that is uh, I think a lot of times people are trying to get their feet wet. And yeah. So I don't discount that yeah. when you invite people to your church. Exactly. Hey, man, I, I'm the same way. In fact, uh, Jacob, he's a dive-in kind of guy. I, I'm, I'm more of a, hey, let's get my feet wet and then kind of <laughs> get into it. And so we all have our, our different you know, things we have to deal with. But I think that's wonderful that you invite people to your church. In fact, if you're one of those, it's like, man, I want to grow my church. I want to help out in that. I want to, I want to see people come to Christ and come into our church. I say, amen. Praise God for you because we need more people like you amen. in our churches. But I want to say, hey, look, I want to encourage you. Thank you for what you're doing if you're inviting people to church. But if you're like, hey, man, I, I need to do more to, to get people into my church, why don't you tell your pastor, hey, why don't we make up some cards? It might have the gospel in the back of it and maybe an invitation to our church. And that's a great first step. But also on the other side of the coin, I want you to recognize inviting people to your church is, is really not sharing the gospel because they need to hear about their sin. 
They need to hear about their need for a Savior, and they need to hear about the cross. Will they hear that at your church? I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. And then, but will they actually come to your church? Sometimes, you know, just percentage of good, how many people point. you invite to church, how many of them actually show up. We definitely encourage you to invite people to church. If you have a you know, biblically-based church that, that preaches the gospel, then yes. I mean, we are for the... You know, we're definitely not for forsaking the fellowship and coming together. So we're, we're for that. But we don't want to just, you know, relish, you know, relinquish the act of sharing the gospel as just inviting people to church. That's putting all the work on the pastor and the staff and everybody else to do what you're called to do. Amen. You're called to be that witness as well. So yeah, invite them to church. But before you invite them to church, share the gospel with them. Yeah. Even if it's even if you have a church card and a gospel track, hey, there's a start. Give them a gospel track and a, a church card or something like that with your information on it. So just tie the gospel into your invitation to church yeah. is a great thing to do. Now this might seem a little strong, but I want to also mention the reason why Jacob's saying, hey, share the gospel while you have them there is instead of just inviting them to church. Because I know what your hope is. Your hope is they'll come to church. Man, people, they'll make them feel welcome. And they'll hear the gospel, and they might really either respond and go to the altar and pray to receive Christ, or uh, they might have that seed planted from from the service. But here's the reality, guys, and we cannot we cannot forget this: 150,000 people die every day. People planning for next week, thinking everything's okay, um, going to work every day, everything's fine. But next thing you know, death seizes upon that person, and we just can't wait too long. And so that's why me and Jacob try our best to, to speak out and, and say, hey, do you have a Christian background? Um, you know, what, what's your understanding of the gospel? You've ever heard of the gospel before? And that's a really easy question to ask. When you hand someone your church card or you invite them to church, you can say, hey, do you have a Christian background? And you could simply ask, what, what do you think? I'm, I'm kind of gathering some thoughts from people about what do you think happens after a person dies? Yeah. Just, just gauge the, the the feel of the conversation, and sometimes people are just going to be flat out, uh, you know, reject you or whatever. But hey, you're still doing something. You know, Amen. we're not that we're not judged based on how many decisions or, or whatever else we have. We're judged on how we faithfully distribute the gospel with That's our right. with our mouth, or whether through spoken word or through written word. So be sure to do that. Now, the other question, second part of that question was dealing with is telling people Jesus love you Jesus loves you uh, sharing the gospel and I'll go ahead and start on that it, it really it really isn't it, it's not sharing the gospel with somebody it seems like a very nice Christian thing to say I used to, to do it somebody. all the time I used to do it all, all the, the time as well hey Jesus time. loves you God loves you that sort of stuff but think about what you're doing to that person if they're not saved what is a non-Christian's view of the of the phrase god has a wonderful plan for your life or jesus loves you these really good goody goody things that sound great and feel good to say what do they think of that i'm not saying that jesus doesn't love people obviously he died on the cross for them but the the love that jesus showed for us (coughs) must always be tied back to that to the cross of the cross that's right and when you separate it and when you you give something you're casting pearls before possible swine as, as Jesus said you're, you're throwing Jesus said that That's yeah right. you're, you're you're throwing something that they might not understand and say oh well if Jesus loves me well then he's, he's not gonna punish me he's not gonna judge me he's not gonna I'm not gonna have to you know go through any sorts of pain that's that's the non-christian mindset because they have no understanding they have a very shallow understanding of the Bible so Instead of saying Jesus loves you, we need to gauge the conversation differently or, you know, hand them a gospel track, something like that. But I really, you know, it's one thing to say that to a fellow Christian that you know is saved, but to, to throw that out there is something that we, 
we don't uh, really practice because it's something, you know, if someone says they love you, you're thinking, well, they'll never let any bad thing ever happen to me. Well, that's that's an incorrect understanding yeah. of, of, of Scripture. We know that when you become <laughs> saved, you're, you're promised trials, temptations, persecutions. Tribulation, it's not right. always going to be, you know, tippy-tippy towing through the tulips kind of thing. You're going right. to be going through some stuff. So we don't want to give people false uh, ideas. Not only that, possible. but it really doesn't make any sense. If you think about it, uh, for example, the Bible says the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Well, that's the reason why we teach people to how to use the law of God, the Ten Commandments, to bring about the knowledge of sin. The Bible says that uh, there will be no flesh justified by the works of the law, because by the law comes the knowledge of sin. It's our schoolmaster our, to bring understanding to lead us to Christ. And that's why people who haven't heard the law of God, haven't heard that they've offended God, haven't heard that they're an enemy to God through wicked works, which we don't go around saying, hey, you're an enemy of God, or hey, you know, you're, you're, you're going to bust hell wide open. But the Bible is very, very clear that even liars will have their place in the lake of fire. It's also very clear that many, many people are on that broad path, on the broad road that leads to destruction. And the Bible also says that God's wrath abides on them. And, yeah. and so going around saying, hey, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, well, we're supposed to be calling people to repentance, to, yeah. to repentance and faith. And so the love of God always needs to be connected with the cross. And it's like yeah. that in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah. That's the cross. And then people God love, demonstrated love, his yeah. love that Jesus died for them. And so it always needs to be. You go yeah, ahead. it's connected to that. And, you know, people love John three sixteen, but they forget about John three eighteen, where the Bible says they are condemned already. They are they are condemned, actively condemned before they come to come to Christ because they've broken God's law. So it's it's something that we need to to be urgent about, not just saying a, a, a colloquialism that that feels good to say. We've got to be sure to attach the gospel wherever we can. So be sure to do that. Like Johnny said, 150,000 die every day. Uh, today, I think I learned it was like 106 a minute about, wow. roundabout die a day. And at least by the mod most modest of estimates, about 125,000 of those are probably going to hell. You know, uh, <clears throat> if you take a third of the world, uh, you know, professes to be Christian, whether it's Roman Catholic, Orthodox, or Protestant, and you got to count probably half of those are not truly, truly converted if you think if you go by statistics. So modest estimates is anywhere from 100 to 125,000 people going to that place called hell every day. So we've got to keep that on the forefront of our mind because yeah. that's going to push us. The gratitude for what we've been given and the horror for the reality of the hell should drive be our fuel to drive forward the message of the gospel. That's right. And not only that, but I think most people watching is like, man, I want people to experience this amazing grace that I experienced. Well, make you want to make grace sound amazing? Preach, preach the law of God and show them that their that their sin has condemned them to hell and that there's a price to be paid. The Bible says the penalty of sin is death, but the gift of God is everlasting life. I've seen in one-on-one -on -one conversations how a person sees the grace of God as amazing. Not when I tell them, hey, God's grace is amazing, but I show them by showing them their what, God did. what God did through yeah. the cross. That's what makes grace sound amazing. In fact, how do I know that to be true? Well, John Newton knew it to be true because he wrote the words, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. And then the next words tell you why he knew grace was amazing. Yeah. That saved a wretch. Like me. Like me. That's so right. grace never sounds so amazing until you first realize that what you're a wretch, a wretch yeah. before God. Yeah. 
So the uh, last question we'll get to, if you'll go ahead and check and see if there's any other ones that have been on Not there. Yet. <laughs> uh, this this question uh, we've got <laughs> several times, and it's something Tons that times, yeah. anytime you're doing uh, sharing your faith regularly, people will probably ask you, and it's the question of what do you guys do for follow up, or and it's related to this follow up question. Isn't the big problem that the church doesn't have enough discipleship? You know, and you hear that a lot. Hey man, I just I want to be discipled or I think there needs to be more discipleship programs going on things like that so uh, I'll let you go ahead and start on that what do you think about yeah. follow-up and discipleship yeah first of all the Bible says that God when he starts a work he's able to finish it to bring it and he said he, he, it says he will bring it to completion and so we we trust and the Holy Spirit that's his job to keep the same saving power that saves a person can keep that person um, and you know, I love the fact that when I share the gospel, some people say you plant a seed or you water a seed. Well, my job is to be faithful in sharing the gospel. Well, our follow-up program, so to speak, it's not really a program, but it's, it's steps we do go through. When we share the gospel of Christ with a person and we go through what it takes to, to be saved, to, to repent before God and place their faith in a Savior. Well, there's a few things we, we give them. Number one, we ask them, hey, do you, do you have a Bible? And we always equip them with a Bible. If they don't have one, we tell them to, hey, read the, the Gospel of John, continue reading through the New Testament, get grounded in a local church. And so we, we do point them to yeah. our churches as well as we have a, we actually have a follow-up card. Yeah, Living, Living, Living Waters promote, uh, produces a really great little follow-up. It's called Thank You for Listening to Me track, and it, it goes over the basic gospel that you've just talked about with the person. And then it has principles for Christian growth for that person, really points to some solid biblical truth about prayer, water, prayer, water baptism, baptism, reading your Bible, you know, things like that, yeah. church, things like that. So that's part of our follow-up program. But to follow up with, I mean, to continue what Johnny was saying, ultimately it is in God's hands and it's also in that person's free will. It's in their hands to decide whether or not they're going to answer the call to repentance. They're going to accept the payment that was paid for them on the cross or they're going to reject it. That's the ultimate choice that that's all right. of humanity has. And if you've, it, like Johnny said, you know, Jesus is the author and the finisher or the perfecter of our faith. So if he started a good work in somebody, he'll see it through to completion. And we That's believe it. that if you faithfully give out the gospel, explain the gospel to somebody that, you know, God is going to continue working on that person. You know, and that's one thing we always do when we pray over people. Sometimes we ask people to pray after a conversation and we pray for, for God to create a new hunger and thirst after righteousness which simply means being made right with God so that, you know, that they'll come to, to repentance and salvation and God will soundly save that person. We, we do those things, and we either believe God is who he says he is or not, right? Uh, he says that he's able. To, he's the one who saves anyway. Yes, if, when you start to realize how little your part is yeah. in the grand scheme of things, it's still great to be used by God, to be a, a tool in his hand, but even when you, you faithfully give it the best, we are doing absolutely very very tiny in the grand scheme of the salvation of the world jesus bled and died and was persecuted and suffered and did everything for us our righteousness is nothing but filthy rags yet he bestowed his great love on us and uh and, and so that we could be saved but he doesn't want us to stop there he wants us to go out and be fishers of men amen and and and, and reap that harvest wherever we go I also want to share a little bit about our follow-up card because we do ask them for their name and if they'll give us a number or email address or something, we ask them, what area do you live in? And we're in Mobile area. So once we get their name and, and things, what we do is 
we connect that person with a local pastor. And doing that is, uh, is one of my great goals, is to connect them with the local church. We're leading people, trying to lead people to Jesus and the local church. But ultimately, we know salvation is of the Lord, like Jacob was saying. Yeah. So we do, and you know what, we've had people, um, I know she wouldn't mind me mentioning her, uh, a girl named Linda, who uh, we shared the gospel with, and uh, we got to see her not only get saved, but get baptized, and after getting baptized, being a part of a church, and not only being a part of the church, but actually starting to serve at that church, and now she's a part of our Bible study. So we've seen the full circle, people come to Christ, and begin to, to, to uh, live a godly Christian life and be discipled and all those things. So. Yeah, and we believe in, in discipleship, but part of that word disciple, what does disciple mean? It means a follower of Jesus. Follower of so what really, what really is lacking in the church world today is evangelism, the act of making disciples. People say, why well, are you making disciples? You know, discipleship. Well, that's what a disciple is, is someone who's following, following Jesus. So we're Jesus. to take people who are not followers of Jesus, who are <laughs> unbelievers, and to help them come to the knowledge of the truth and become disciples and then they're to get in a church we point to the church we point to other things uh you know the bible the truth the scripture the, I, I love the verse in and uh, i believe it's uh first john 2 or second john 2 i can't remember but it talks about how once you know the anointing is in you that you don't have to let any man teach you, you the holy spirit along with the Word of God, can be your teacher and your guide. Now, of course, I can learn from people. I can learn from my pastor. I can learn from other teachers, whether it's on television or, or through a show like this. But ultimately, everything that we do, we can test and, and prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. Like, like, like Paul said in Thessalonians, we want to, to you know, let the Holy Spirit be our guide. And the Holy Spirit will be that guide for that new convert yeah. as well <clears throat> and point them in the right direction. And then hopefully, you know, they'll, they'll go to a church, get some people around them and be discipled by the church. But evangelism is, is the act of right there, trying to make disciples out of people, Man. followers of Jesus, you know, from going from not being a follower to a follower. So, uh, so that's basically, uh, you know, the, a few of the questions that we've had. If you have questions in the next week, we're going to be starting our show at 6.30 p.m. next week. And uh, please feel free to comment under this live video. Uh, and, and, and share and if you have any other questions please do that and we'll try to get to those next week if you do um, also be sure to check for for YouTube tomorrow we'll be sharing the uh, the edited uh, video that we can clean up a few things and, and make it look nice for you guys tomorrow that'll be on YouTube uh, under frontline online TV but before we go you know John, I know Johnny was going to share a few things about what's what's going on locally we have outreaches going on things like that why don't you go ahead and tell them a little bit about that? Yeah, guys, Monday through Friday, we actually provide as well a uh, Bible study, and uh, that's accessible through a podcast. If you like listening to podcasts, if you do that during work or during your day, maybe your workout, you can actually listen in to uh, some commentary and also get some a reading plan. Uh, it's about 20 minutes of reading, and you can find that by going to Frontline Radio on iTunes or simply uh, follow our page, which is on Facebook. Uh, go to the search bar on Facebook and type in Frontline Radio Podcast, and you can get that as well. In fact, our show tonight is going to be uploaded to our podcast as well. So yeah. tomorrow, if you want to rehear some things that you've heard, you can simply go to Frontline Radio. Go ahead and subscribe so you'll get all of our shows, and uh, that's something you can listen to as well. We do we do different uh, outreach uh, projects during the week. You can you can find out what we're doing and where we're doing it by our Facebook page. Another Facebook page is Frontlines Mobile. Frontlines with an S, Mobile. And uh, the last thing I wanted to share with you guys is our YouTube page. Uh, you can actually see uh, where we've 
we've archived our first season. I know we talked about that in the beginning, but I want to reiterate that. If you like what you've heard tonight, then hey, go right over to our YouTube page and subscribe there as well to our YouTube page mm-hmm. so you can get our uploads as well. Yeah, so we, we thank you for joining us again tonight. We're, we're uh, starting off this season. We're going to have a little bit shorter episodes uh, just to be a little more concise and, and, and pointed with our discussion. So, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and uh, basically be, be done, be close, wrapping it up tonight. And, uh, but it's going to be kind of a consistent thing. We want, we want uh, to, to, to be more effective. And, and you know, people, sometimes people can't watch an hour and a half. <laughs> We've learned our lessons on some of those. But uh, be sure to join us uh, next week. And we look forward to seeing you. And we look forward to the interaction. Please like and uh, share. And if you've never subscribed to our YouTube channel, please subscribe to that. You can also like and follow our Frontline Online TV actual Facebook page as well. So please do that. Uh, as soon as you can, and uh, we appreciate everything uh, that that people do for us to support. We, we thank Steven Stearman for helping us kind of produce the show tonight. I uh, want to give a special shout out to him. But um, once again, thanks for thanks for watching. Thank you so much. We're calling you to the spiritual battle, the front lines of the spiritual battle for lost souls. We're asking you to make it a lifestyle to share the gospel. That's why we always say front line all the time. All the time. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. Frontline Ministries is a nonprofit organization. If you'd like to support Johnny's efforts to train and equip believers in the gospel, as well as keeping him and his team on the mission field, you can get more information on his ministry. And also donate by going to frontlineonline.tv or by mail. Write Frontline Ministries at P.O. Box 188, Grand Bay, Alabama 36541.